Lab Rats. Welcome to Send This to Trace. I'm Hannah. I'm Emily. And we're two best friends who are recapping one of our favorite shows, CSI Crime Scene Investigation. Join us as we make our way through the top 50 ranked episodes and get a heaping dose of 2000s nostalgia along the way. Let's get to it! Woo! That won't go in it. <laughs> Welcome back to Sinister Trace Lab Rats. What's up, guys? It has been a hot minute. Actually, it's just been two weeks, but it feels like a hot minute because we back <laughs> recorded a bunch. It's like I haven't seen you in like a month. I know. <laughs> I know. It feels really weird. I was like, what story am I going to share for like, were we catching up with us? And I was like, I've got like two million stories. <laughs> I could share it. Honestly, I can't. I can't keep up with anything. No. Yeah. Have you been this past month? <laughs> oh, you know, roller coaster. It's uh, coming up on the big 3-0. She's going to be 30 tomorrow as of when this episode comes out. I was going to say, what is today? Today's the... No, wait, sorry. Wednesday. Good Lord. I keep thinking today's the 12th. It's nope. the 11th. Today's the... Today makes 22 years since 9-11. It's wild. Doesn't ben and I were talking away. about that earlier today. Like what Me and Trevor were talking about, too. I was, like, I was like eight years old, but like I and still remember. third grade. Remember all of it. All of it. Yep. Everything I They thought, rolled everything. that cart with the TV yes. on it. Turned it on and I we watched like, the second we plane. Were eight year olds. We saw how the second they, plane hit did. the second tower. I was like, how did they think that was a good <laughs> idea? Which nobody knew, I guess, the all that was going on. But no. anyway, I was like, yeah. So we witnessed history as tiny little children, but I mean yeah. what do you do? It happens. Just a little little blimp in our blimp in our radar. <laughs> <laughs> I told Ben, I remember going home and telling my parents that it had happened like they had no clue. Oh, yeah, like, because we got Mom, that you see? <laughs> and your mom's a teacher. She's like, yeah. <laughs> I saw. Your mom was a teacher at the school that you were in. Like, so, yes, I did see that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those that, like, you kind of felt like a little adult, you, you know, like because, because you watched the news. Well, you watch the you watch the news that while something bad's happening, while ad- adults around you, like your teachers, are watching it, or like and freaking they're out, real freaking out, and yeah. so you're freaking out at the same time. It makes you yeah. feel like on level because yeah. like the adults aren't telling you it happened. You're like watching it together. Yeah, it's it's very weird. very strange. Yeah, twenty two years. May we never have to go through something like absolutely that again. no, no one ever no in this world. Mm-mm. So, since we caught up last time, I went to my first Midwestern wedding. They lowered. <laughs> How did it go? Okay. You so, need to tell me. I see you haven't told me all the I things. I have not seen you. <laughs> I saw pictures. So, I am pregnant and I can't drink. <laughs> and a big part of Midwestern culture and hanging out with people and just congregating in any capacity, no matter how big or small, there are beers involved. Always. Yeah. Always. It, it's almost, like, jarring to me. Especially your uh, husband's family. Yeah. Like, not that that's bad. Not even, I, I saw it go up a level. Oh, <laughs> naughty. Like, they're, they're whatever. <laughs> they're just so cool. <laughs> so, anyway. Hannah got a show. I was, the, of course, the only sober one there because I don't have a choice. <laughs> and watching these people drink beer... I'm not kidding you. On a on a five minute car ride, they had drink four or five beers apiece. I'm not kidding you. Hannah, I'm not kidding. It was like almost like awe inspiring. I was like, <laughs> holy cow! I was like, how do you do that? That was a science experiment. Like, like, well, hot damn! <laughs> like, what in the world? It's like it was a. Cl- 
cultural experience for me, for sure. I reckon. Also, like, nobody, like, so we we went upstairs to go processional down for the actual wedding in the church. <laughs> and there's, like, nobody there. There's, like, maybe 75 people there. And I was like, I know that 350 people were invited to this wedding. And that most of them said they were coming. I was like, where are all the people? So, I, like, I didn't say anything. But then we get to the reception, and there's the 350 people. Oh, Lord. And then I asked Finn's mom, I was like, is that normal? Because <laughs> I was like, do they just, like, skip your They're way? They're just here for the freaking party. They just, here, they just come to the party. She's like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, usually it's just friends and family at the at the wedding. At and then everybody else just comes to the I was like, that's fascinating. I was like, y'all don't think that's, that's rude? That's a thing? Yes. I was like, y'all don't think that's rude? And she was like, no, not at all. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so funny. <laughs> I never really thought about that. I either. But yeah, I was like, where the hell is all these people in I this can church? understand people going to the wedding and then not going to the reception. That's what they do here. That's right. What, yeah, like usually people only go to the reception if they really feel like hanging out, which some people, you know, don't. Yeah. But no, if you come to the reception and not the wedding, you're a rude ass. <laughs> <laughs> you do not get a plate of this free I, food. It was something I just, like, because when we were doing that the rehearsal. That was prepared by everybody's grandmothers. When we were doing the rehearsal, I was looking around the church and I was like... 350 people aren't going to fit in here. <laughs> well, guess what? Like they weren't. Have to. Also, the wedding was in a Catholic church. I've never been in a Catholic church before. Oh? In, in the United States. I've been to Catholic churches oh, yeah, in Italy true. before. But yeah. never like it. And I've never, definitely pretty? never been to a mass before. And so I'm so excited. Because I was pretty? like, it was so pretty. Everything was like decorated to the nines. The stained glass was great. They uh-huh. have a lot of like dying Jesuses hanging around. Like where, you know, he's yeah. like. Where he's on the cross. Yeah. Scary. Ben it's gets freaked out by those. Crazy, but. <laughs> but anyway, they have little pots of holy water as you exit. And I was like. I was looking at it and I was like, like well, up, I asked Ben's mom, I was like, what is that? And she was like, that's the holy water. And I was like, can I have some? And she was like, I don't care. <laughs> that's between you and Jesus. I put my fingers in the holy water and did like the side of the cross or whatever. And some got on my tummy and I was like, there's a baby's little holy water. She's blessed. Bless it. Anyway, I, now that's that nice. I've experienced a mass, it's so boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, dude, get on with it. I, would, I know just what the like, blood and the and the bread is. I, I know. Come on. I, I know what communion is. We, mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me three times. Let's go. Yeah. So, yeah. That we, was my We experience. know how to do the communion down here. <laughs> Midwest wedding. It was so much fun, though. I had a great time. Oh, good. And I would have had more fun if I could drink, but it was very entertaining watching the entire bridal party go, to, like, slowly descend to, like, <laughs> sloshy by the time. <laughs> It was so funny. The girl next to me, bless her heart, she was like dying laughing that I couldn't drink because every time we do a toast, I had a Diet Pepsi. Bless and it. Toast my Diet Pepsi. <laughs> she thought that was the funniest thing in the entire world. So I was like cracking her up. You're like, well, you know, it is what it is. I had a koozie on though, so I looked cool. Oh, so you, yeah, so it looked like a potential alcohol like drink. It looked like I was drinking. Yeah. You had a koozie on a Pepsi. On. It's like, please don't let anybody think that I'm the one that's actually drinking. You know, no. Anyway, it was a good time. That is hilarious. I had a great time. I am cannot wait to go to another Midwest wedding when I can actually drink because who who that be? I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say because he only has one brother. Right? He does, but he has other cousins and stuff. Oh well, yeah. That's so true. if any of them get married, maybe we'll make the trip. Maybe you'll get invited. Yeah, and I'll be sloshy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. My, so my month hasn't been that exciting. No. Yeah, that's okay. You're going on vacation this week so then you'll have something excited. I am beyond excited turning yes. 30 at the beach yes 
What more can you want? So if I don't answer my phone that day, just know mm-hmm. I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> Honestly, for your 30th birthday, go all out. Do it. <coughs> You're okay. I just didn't <laughs> my spit. I'm so sorry. No, I turned 30 in New York City, seeing Broadway shows and going to bookstores, oh. and it was the best. I was like, I don't even remember that I'm 30, and I'm happy yes. to be here. Yes, and it feels the way weird. to do it. Today was a new chapter of in, in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to get into too much details. Yeah. Because I will cry and we don't have time for that. <laughs> um, but other than that, you know, it's going to be a big week. Yeah. I do have therapy this week, so I'll have therapy. He's like, Trent was like, why did you schedule that while we're at the beach? I said, because we're at the beach. Because you need it. <laughs> and um, I'm going to have a good cry session for an hour mm-hmm. in therapy and then let the beach just take and then all the my beach worries will away. take it all away. Exactly. It'll be perfect. So, mind your business. <laughs> so, I do recommend therapy. <laughs> yes, everyone. Please yes. consider therapy. If yes. you don't go, at least consider it. Yes. Because it Absolutely. is worth All right. So, let's jump into this episode. It's been oh, a long time. random since. thing. Yes. Um, when Trent gets a little loosey-goosey um, with the beers, mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock at night, he wants his wife to drive him to McDonald's, and we argue the entire way whether he gets a 20-piece chicken nugget or a 10-piece chicken nugget. And I said, uh, we're going to do a 10-piece with a large fry and a drink and two apple pies. That's what we compromised on before we left the, before we left the house. And he was also going to buy me Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. So, all the way to McDonald's and all the way back Honestly, home. when I drink to McDonald's is where it's at. I reckon. <laughs> it's where it's at. And I'm sorry, but I got woke up this morning in the middle of the night by the nastiest fart. I don't know who it came out of because we sleep with both dogs. Yeah. But, dear God, <laughs> it takes a lot for me to wake up. You yeah. know this. Because uh-huh. I can fall asleep to anything. True. Oh, boy. And he's going to kill me for saying all that. But anyways, <laughs> it's no big deal. Um, so, anyways, that's not as exciting as a Midwest uh, wedding. Well, but, it you was know. a once-in-a-southern once girl's lifetime <laughs> Experience. Oh, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, oh, continue. So good. We'll, we'll start the episode because uh, I meant to tell you that earlier and I forgot. <laughs> All right. So we are still, we're in season six. We were in, on episode seven. A bullet runs through it. This is part one. We'll do part two next week. Yes. So where, where are we? We've only had one episode in between us and gumdrops. And honestly, I don't really remember what it was about, but I do remember that we have the appearance of Wendy for the first time. Wendy, who took Mia's place as our DNA person. Oh, yes. She is so pretty. I love Wendy. I always have loved Wendy. Yes, yes. I I couldn't remember when she made her appearance, but she has now. That's the only thing I have for Where Are We? Like I said, I don't remember what the episode was about, so nothing really happened, I don't believe. Yeah, I can't even remember. What was the name of the episode before? Do you know? I don't know. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. It ain't right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're off that up. And we're on episode seven? Seven. Well, yeah. Runs through it, part one. Yeah. Which is ranked 33. Mm. Yes. yes. 33. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I want to preface this episode just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because it deals with a lot of things that are very heavy topics. Especially in 2023. 2020 to 2023. And, yeah. It's a lot of, like, police violence, minorities, 
you can fill in the blanks however you like. Yes. But it's going to be dealing with some things like that in, you know, a CSI light kind of way. They're not going to try to solve it's racism not with this episode. as heavy as you would think, yeah. but it was also in the early 2000s, so it's yeah. not as, like, heavy as it was. If I was watching this in, like, 2017, now. I wouldn't have thought the same as I am watching it now. That's yeah. for sure. So. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Not that that wasn't a thing in the early 2000s, realistically. It was, yeah. But the show itself doesn't... Yeah. Doesn't um, go at that hard. No. You know what I mean? This is a CBS original. (laughs) 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 And also, I have a comment (laughs) that my husband said um, uh, during this. And he was like, way to go, CBS. Uh, Talk about... Yeah, we'll get to it. (laughs) I think it's in the second... I think it's in uh, part two. Uh-huh. Let me find my notes. Yes, it was in part two. Um, my husband is hilarious. Uh, I think he's hilarious anyway. Um, and I tried to get him to come on this uh, these two episodes with us because he watched these two episodes with me. Mm-hmm. He won't do it. We'll do it. So we'll I wrote down his commentary. So everyone shame Trent. Yes. If you know Trent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> give him if you don't. <laughs> give him shit because he is actually pretty funny and he has some pretty funny commentary. I won't be able to do it justice, but I'm going to do We'll best. share what we can. Yes. All right. I Okay, so I'm going to jump into the summary for A Bullet Runs Through It, part one. Yes. So this episode opens with Brass and Sophia in the middle of a car chase with several other police cruisers. The car carrying the four suspects they're pursuing is weaving in and out of traffic in this uh, poor section of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And as they speed through this neighborhood, the suspects are turning around and firing at the cops with their... They've got, like, semi-automatic weapons, or they think they're AK-47s, but they're not sure. Mm -hmm. Eventually, one of the cars hits another car that's parked and overturns. Now, (laughs) the car that it hit when it overturned didn't move a muscle. Oh, Did you notice that? Now that I'm thinking about it, no, I didn't even. I wrote down, took you adrift over here. <laughs> <laughs> ben was like, you know how they do that with a ramp. And I was like, yeah, no shit, that didn't touch the car. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. So the police car stop when this car overturns, but the suspects jump out of the vehicle and continue firing at officers. Sergeants Adams and Carroll and officers Bell and Davis who are the original pursuing officers, return fire along with Sophia and Brass. So both sides are just shooting at each other. It's absolute chaos. Mm -hmm. And then Officer Bell is shot in the neck. And he goes down. Yes. The suspects use this opportunity to flee. Officers Carol and Davis pursue, and Sophia and Brass uh, run off behind them. Adams, meanwhile, stays behind to tend to Bell, who is his partner. Sophia shoots one of the suspects in the leg, and after securing him with another officer, runs to find Officer Davis, who is out of ammunition and facing a suspect aiming a gun at him. And his gun has run out of ammunition, but he's facing a suspect that's aiming a loaded gun at him. And so Sophia covers him, shoots the uh, suspect with the gun, and his, you know, he obviously falls down. Yes. Officer Davis is nervous and picks up the suspect's gun to secure it, but Sophia's like, put that back down, it's, it'll be alright, he doesn't need it. There we go. Brass, meanwhile, is running behind Officer Carroll and sees him facing another suspect who has both hands in the air and he's completely unarmed. Carroll is distracted when he hears Brass come up behind him, so he turns around real quick to see him, and when he comes back to the suspect, the suspect has a gun in his hand. Mm -hmm. So the officer feels like he has to shoot. Right. And he does. He fires three shots into the suspect's chest, killing him instantly. Mm -hmm. When the CSIs arrive on the scene, 
Three of the suspects are dead, with one on the run, and Officer Bell, Officer Bell is dead on arrival. So, okay, question. Mm-hmm. So, when, we'll get to it in just a second, but Brass has to recount, like, what happened. Yeah. His version of it. <clears throat> but whenever he's in the alley trying to find Officer Carroll, and he hears those three or four gunshots, is he just hearing, like, residual? I believe so. Or maybe, like, what Sophia shot yeah maybe i think so it's so chaotic and that's the point is to like make us feel how chaotic it is right yeah they obviously have it they're trying to remember their training but it's just it is full-blown chaos yeah it's very very hard so that's where we're at now we have a dead officer we have three dead suspects and one that's on the run yes a few blocks away officers find a gravely wounded teenager who's been shot in the back his bike is missing, and Detective, De- Detective Vega quickly concludes that this is not one of the shooters. The fourth suspect stole the bike to escape the scene. Grissom splits the team up to go over the very large crime scene, and members of this largely Hispanic neighborhood are already gathering to watch the proceedings. Grissom bags a gun to... S- Grissom bags the gun the <laughs> suspect Carolyn Brass pursued was carrying and observes a man and woman watching from a nearby window. Mm-hmm. So, right now we've got... All of these victims, we have this random wounded teenager that they have no they have no idea who shot him in the back. Mm-hmm. They think that it's the fourth suspect, but at this point, a lot of people suspect police to have just, you know, shot him on sight because he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. Yeah. And so Which ties into what you said points. at the beginning of this episode. Yes. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, that's a big plot point. Yeah. So Brass telling everybody to go inside during the whole kerfuffle, like the elderly people, and being like, go inside and stay there. I was like... And he spoke in Spanish. I know. Stop it. So cute. You stop being cute. I love it. Oh, man. I have some notes about Brass, too. Yeah. As we get going? Yeah. Back at the station, Under Sheriff McKean commends Brass for the job he did, but Brass is inconsolable due to Bell's death. He sits with Sophia before being called in by Internal Affairs for an interview. And he sits, uh, Detective Nestor Ortega, who sits with Catherine to take Brass's statement. Detective Ortega is ugly. I'm sorry. He is. I, it's, I was like, ugh. <laughs> he got beat with an ugly state, that's for sure. You could tell Brass was like, oh, we get this detective. Like, oh, great. Great. And yeah. I was like, ew, you weren't kidding. Yeah. Um, anyway. Because I think he's kind of a hard ass. Yeah, he is. But at the same time, he's, like, good at his job. He is. You know? He's, he's not very personable, but he's also not he a like bad gets, guy. He, like, gets either. down to the nitty-gritty shit. Yeah. yeah. So, Catherine's helping Detective Ortega with all of his interviewing. Brass tells them that he and Sophia had closed a case and were stopping for a bite to eat when they heard the broadcast go out. As the chase was going on in the same neighborhood, they decided to jump in and assist in the pursuit. Brass can't recall seeing the specific shot that hit the driver, but knows that Carolyn Davis pursued the two suspects who fled the scene. The next thing he remembers is seeing Officer Bell go down. Brass ran after Carol, but his age slowed him down, and Carol fired on the suspect when he got into the alley. He hands his gun to Catherine, and she finds that it has one live round in the chamber. Brass doesn't remember firing his gun, but his empty magazine and chamber tells another story. Ortega makes a wry comment about Brass entering a gunfight without any ammo, but Brass wisely stays quiet. I'm like, really? Yeah. Why would you say that? 
first of all, adrenaline is pumping through your system Mm -hmm. like nobody's business. You're not going to sit there and count how many freaking magazines you have left when you're chasing after somebody. No, no, you're not. And at the same time, you think he would remember firing like, pulling a trigger, but when you're in the middle of a gunfight, no. it's, it, it's so gray, right. it's impossible to know what you do. It's sensory overload. Yeah. It is, for sure, sensory overload. And, mm-hmm. like, adrenaline takes over, and you literally cannot remember half the shit that you did. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, also, Brass crying in the interview absolutely Girl. destroyed me. I, uh, let me look at my notes. Oh. Um, I definitely don't like it when Brass cries. No. Um... That literally tore me to pieces, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, uh, stop it. You quit being mean to this man. Stop he it. Is, he is good at his I'm job. So sorry. He's good at his job. He's so <laughs> sensitive. He's just been through a traumatic event. You're being mean. Uh, uh, I almost said doctor. <laughs> doctor. <laughs> Dr. Ortega. Dr. Ortega. Detective. So, the residents oh. of the neighborhood, of the Hispanic neighborhood, around the crime scene, just past the tape, they're angry and upset about the carnage that's happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you've had stray bullets go into houses. You've had, like, it's very, very dangerous and awful what's happened. The kid in the street that got shot. Yes. Nobody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One onlooker claims that an officer shot a suspect in the back. Nick questioned several people, but no one saw anything. In the alley where Carroll shot the suspect, Grissom finds three cartridges, all from Officer Carroll's gun. The suspect's gun was empty, and Grissom asked Detective Vartan why he didn't drop it to avoid being fired upon. Vartan wonders if the suspect even knew he was out of bullets. Mm. Is that the three shots that Brass maybe heard? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's the same one, I believe. Okay. Again, it's so confusing. It we is. It's a lot. Up. It's a lot to keep, keep up with his audiences. Uh huh. Um, but the onlooker claiming that they shot the suspect in the back—that's a very, very big thing. Yes. Because even if they're, even if they are suspects and even all this stuff, you can't shoot somebody in the back. You right. Know, they have to be posing a direct threat to you in order to do that. Right. And so it's casting some doubt into how this whole thing was handled. Mm-hmm. Also, Nick speaking Spanish to these people was hot. <laughs> Nick, I don't know what to do with the mustache. I don't like it. I don't like it either. It's but then again, it makes him look sensitive in a way. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I like it with the baseball cap. Not the hair. Not the swoopy hair. That no. does not work. But with the We're not doing cap, with the side comb thing. Mm-mm. No. With the baseball cap. Looking like a pedophile. Not, not so bad. <laughs> yeah. Looking like a pedophile. We ain't doing that. So, but then he talks Spanish. I know. Stop and he's it. so fluent. I love it. Yeah. The CSIs continue to work the massive crime scene. Sarah starts pulling bullets out of one woman's house. Bobby and Hodges go over one of the suspect's guns, and Nick processes their car for prints. At the same time, they charge Greg with going down the street and following the whole route of the chase and collecting all the bullets. He's like, is anybody going to help me it's with like, that? Are you joking? <laughs> And bless it. Like, you're fine. We don't have enough people to do this. Like, get to walking. Yeah. The heat is turned up on the entire department when Danilo Zamesca, the father of Geraldo, who's the teenager that was shot in the back by the fourth suspect and is now in the hospital with his future uncertain. He, this father, speaks out angrily to the press. He blames the police for the shootout and for Geraldo getting caught in the crossfire, so to speak. The officers at the station are equally upset that Officer Bell's death isn't getting the same media attention. So, this poor sweet boy, he's like got a full football ride to USC, 
which at the beginning of the 2000s or mid 2000s like this was USC was on fire meaning that this kid is a good football player and it <laughs> makes me sad because if you can get a full ride to USC you're really good and yeah it's like, of course we boy um it has to have to be there the dad yeah. I don't know if you you may not have seen Longmire but um he looked familiar he's in Longmire yeah he's one of the uh, I'm not seeing Longmire so which one's the bad like a okay, anyways, um, he's <laughs> I've seen him he's like a he's actually um an in like a, I think he's like a Native American in that yeah uh, but yeah he's he's pretty good in that too yeah no, he's also he's, in something else and I don't know what it is yeah I've seen him in a few things but I he's think. actually a really good actor I like yeah him. no he was very convincing and you could tell like yeah. he's playing a very upset father I think he is Hispanic though isn't he. So yeah, like the na- actual character, uh, actual man. He looked more Hispanic than Native American, in my opinion. But I mean, he could be either one. Right? Yeah. It, anyways, it doesn't matter. It's it not doesn't really, matter. Yeah. But he was very, very good at acting out the angry dad. Yes. Warwick runs into trouble at the crime scene when the mother of one of the victims crosses the police tape and runs up to him. She touches Warwick and claims the police brutality, which leads to her other son running up and assaulting Warwick before being pulled back by several police officers. So. Everybody's real mad. Everybody's on edge. Everybody's very, very, very on edge. Can we talk about the vapors Ooh. going on with the Warwicks? <sighs> that white shirt. Un- like white unbuttoned. Shirt unbuttoned. Oh boy! Ah. And he just got punched in the face. I know. I was kind of like, like mm, you're such know. a you're such a calm man. Okay. He's oh, getting roughed God. up, and he's yes. Woo. Anyways. Yeah. Oh my Lord immerse. <laughs> Detective Ortega with them tight pants. Yes, with that that 2000 belt. Girl, I said now I noticed the belt I since know, you said too. that. And I was like, well, shit. Now. Yeah. Detective Ortega with Catherine next to him questions Sophia next. Sophia recalls that she and Brass were behind Officer Bella during the shootout, and she remembers that he took a shot to the torso, which was caught by his uh, bulletproof vest. Mm-hmm. After after Officer Adams told her he would handle he would take care of Officer Bell, Sophia took off in pursuit of the suspects. She tells Ortega she fired on one of the suspects when she came upon him pointing his gun at Officer Davis, which Officer Davis was out of ammo. That's why she did that. Yes. Davis touched the suspect's gun after the shooting, but Sophia says he was acting on survival instinct. Ortega disagrees. In the middle of all this, I'm not gonna lie. I thought. Officer Bell and Officer Davis, I thought they were dirty cops. I thought Officer Adams was a dirty cop. Is that what it is? The Bell's the one that died. Yes. Adams is his partner. I thought that the two one. of them yes. were dirty cops the entire time. Yes. That's it. There's too many cops. They were shifty. They, they were shifty weird. She called him out on yes. that Yes. Like, it was like... I was like, mm, are you dirty? Which, at this point, I kind of respect Ortega, Dr. Detective Ortega. <laughs> Dr. Ortega. <laughs> Detective Ortega. My bad. <laughs> I, I respect him a little bit when wanting to, like, get the truth. Even if it means calling out members of your own. Absolutely. He's he's all about business. He's, he's not fooling business. around. And it's sometimes put across, like, oh, he's trying to get on top of Right. Thing. But I don't think he really no. is. I think he's... He just cuts to the crap. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to, like, play favorites. Right. And he's, he's not like, very personable either, so he comes no. across kind of... Anyway. No, he's terrible. Um, uh, Sophia is straight up traumatized. She is, bless her heart. I think they should have gave her a moment. She... Her acting was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty thing. impressive. 
But it, like, hurt my heart. I know. I hated it for For it. sure. Based on the prints from the car, the fourth suspect is identified as Jose Fausto. However, word on the street is that the police shot two unarmed men and a teenage boy. One witness saw an officer plant a gun on a suspect, while another witness claims that the suspect, that the suspect officer Carroll shot had his hands in the air. Every suspect in the shooting has a long rap sheet and is part of a gang. They were even driving a stolen vehicle. None of this means anything, though, as the family of one of the suspects decides to sue the department for wrongful death. Mm-hmm. So it's just continuing. It's this. a hot everybody's, mess. Everybody's mad at everybody else, and they're, some people are letting their emotions get the best of them on both sides, and it's just a lot. For sure. In autopsy, Doc Robbins pulls a bullet from the leg of one of the victims, Leandro Chavez. Based on the lack of blood in Leander's system, the conclusion is that he bled out at the scene, which obviously took a while. As nobody took the time to call the paramedics, this is another strike against the police. Mm-hmm. I hated that so much. They they did put him at the bottom of the totem pole, but they do say later on that protocol is officers and then... Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it doesn't excuse it, mm-hmm. but it also is noticeable. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... Yeah. So, that was that was a mess. Also, sure. like, whenever they showed that in real time, it didn't we didn't mention it in the summary, but that guy is shot in the leg, and he's telling the police officer that he needs an ambulance, he needs to go to a doctor or something. And the police officer responds with, I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. I was like, you absolute toad. Yeah. What in the world is wrong with you? It was pretty bad. I, oh, I did not like yeah. it. it. He was, could have at least put a tourniquet on his leg. Like I a belt. Can, yeah. Come on. No, I agree with that. That really bugs me. Because, I like that. I said, they do say later on, like, the, the order of, like, triage in that yeah, situation was, like, officers and them, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, the suspects, yeah. whatever. But, at the same time... It seemed to me that, that the officer... officer their emotions done. were so high and they mm-hmm. were so angry that they didn't take the time to, you Which, know, do first aid and stuff. What do you do? You know? Yeah. It's, it's a touchy subject because it's a very, very mm-hmm. fine line. Yeah. With that. So, this whole episode is one big question. <clears throat> it's it's a big old something. <laughs> big old question mark. Mm-hmm. Catherine goes over the nine one one calls and finds the one that came in when the whole chase began. The officers were pulling over a Buick when the suspect's car cut in and they switched pursuits. None of the officers know what became of that Buick. Grissom tracks Greg down along the path of the car chase. <laughs> Poor Greg, he's still out in the sun, and he's like, "Am I getting overtime?" <laughs> Please tell me I'm getting paid for this shit. And he finds a hubcap from a Buick in really good condition. Something unusual in a rundown neighborhood. Noting that there's a freeway on ramp, on ramp two blocks away, Grissom has Greg track down the traffic cameras in the area. Warwick is going over the gun from Salvador Rosario, the suspect that Sophia and Davis pursued, and he discovers a bullet was shot into the gun, rendering it useless. So, basically, the shot hit the gun and went into its chamber, like, locking it? To where it was a revolver, it. so yeah. it, it hit just right, mm-hmm. and it hit the side of where, like, um, where the revolver, like, yeah. rolls around. It's wild. It was an intense shot, so and I was wild. like, well, damn. <laughs> the thought is that the bullet came from Davis's gun, which proves that Salvador was pointing his gun at the officer. However, they still have to put the gun in Salvador's hand. Warwick processes Salvador's hand and a mark appears, possibly from the strap of a gun. Mm-hmm. Catherine pulls the bullet out of uh, Officer Bell's vest, but Doc Robbins has some truly disturbing news for Grissom at the autopsy. Mm-hmm. The shot that killed Bell went through his neck from left to right and from the back. 
meaning it came from the direction of other officers were firing. Uh-huh. So Bell was killed by friendly fire. He wasn't killed by any of the suspects. Ugh. It's, oh. It's that, when we get to that part, which I think Creepy. is in part two. Oh, boy. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Warwick, Cavalier, and Bartan tra- traced Jose to a motel. Inside, they find a 9mm gun and the bike that Geraldo was riding, the teenager that was mm-hmm. shot. They arrest Jose, but as they're leading him out, a shot rings out from somewhere, hitting Jose right in the chest and killing him. The CSIs and the cops look around, but no one can tell where the shot came from. Did you see where when he got shot, that blood splattered all over Warwick's face? And I was like, oh, God. (laughs) And that is the end of part one. God, that was so chaotic. It was. Holy shit. Coca-doodle. <laughs> yes. It's so hard to, like, read the summary, let alone, like, watch this thing. For sure. Like, it was very hard to keep up with. And, like, when they recount it, it it gets even more confusing because you're like, well, shit, what did I, like, initially see? Yeah. And then they do the flashbacks, and it's like. Oh. Yeah. And it's a yeah. lot easier when you can see all these things happening rather than me just reading them to you. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so if you I want to watch that episode, just so go watch, watch the episode. episode if you want to. But this is probably the more complex cases that was on the um, top ring case. I think so. Like, I, I feel like this one was even more so than the, and then there was none. Yeah, I think there was because we got it in little chunks. Like yeah. this one during the first five minutes, we see everything. It was all, all over the place. We just have to untangle it as yeah. we go through. For sure. So it's crazy. Anyway fashion for this one. The only thing I had was work shirts, which we already talked about. <laughs> and that belt. Uh, did belt. you see Greg's outfit? I'm getting to that. The glasses <laughs> were on point. So, for Greg, his aviators, <laughs> they're purple and they're kind of see-through. I had the exact same ones in ninth grade. I think I still have them somewhere. Probably. Like they, I saw those and I was like, I know exactly where those came from. Yeah, yeah. Did you see them baggy pants? Yeah, baggy pants. And his hair is becoming more, more like, it's kind of yeah. gone on me a little bit. It's I becoming know. less gross. Yeah. I don't know if that's just my standards going down or. <laughs> because we love Greg so much. Because we love Greg. But, but them, like, baggy, tattered pants, them glasses, I've literally put in my notes, um, them glasses are on point. So good. For the They're early so 2000s. Great too. Yeah. They oh, really for are. sure. They just fit. That baby should have gotten uh, overtime. He better have. I know. Grissom said he did. He so worked really hard. He better have got overtime. He's working yeah. real hard. Mm-hmm. So, any other notes for this episode? Uh, other than the um, when Grissom catches up with Greg mm-hmm. and he finds that hubcap and Greg's like, well, where did you find that? He's like, because I'm a very observant um, CSI or whatever. And I'm like, stop it. He's an observant CSI he too, was <laughs> counting bullets. Bless his heart. And you set him on a wild goose chase. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's that was the only thing. So yeah, this episode was a was a ride. That's for sure. Sarah wasn't in this episode. No, oh, she went into that house to collect those. Bullets. Oh yes, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. really the only thing she did. Yeah, she didn't do much. Most of our CSI besides Warwick really weren't focuses. It was Brass and Sophia primarily. Grissom didn't even really do much. Uh huh. And Catherine was just kind of helping. And Catherine was kind of like the go-between. Yeah. To, to monitor. She was helping with the interviews. Mm-hmm. So we at least had one character in there. For sure. So for the crime, I gave this one four because it's so complex. It was a lot. And so heavy. For sure. Characters, a three, three and a half. I was thinking two. Yeah. The next part will have more character stuff in it. Yeah. But for this one, it's a yeah. two and a half, three. Mm-hmm. 
MVP, Brass and Sophia for their acting. Oh, absolutely. I would say Brass only because I like him better. Yeah. Even though I, just, I mean, Sophia is fine. Sophia's great, but, yeah. Um, Brass, I'm a little attached to. He, him crying means more to me because we've been with him longer. So. Yes, yes. It just means more. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, I guess we're at the end of our... That was a wild one. That was a wild one. Yeah. Come, next week, we will be back with part two of this, the conclusion. Yes. It's also a wild ride. It's a so mess, just, yeah. just prepare yourselves mm-hmm. for that one. Yeah. So, we will see you all next Tuesday. Thank you for sticking with us through yes. our little break. We just, we're just busy bees over here. Yeah, yes. We're dealing with a lot of shit. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> All the things. 30, babies, trips, all this jazz. Yeah. So, thanks for sticking with us and coming back. We appreciate it. Yes. And we'll see you next Tuesday. See ya. Come Bye. back for part two. Bye.